0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a not super tired, because we all stayed up late, no. episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Uh, it's going to be a bright and early and fantastic Saturday Morning D&D Show. Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Good morning. Hello. How are Good you? Good
1: morning. Welcome to twenty twenty two. I think that's a cool number for a year. Twenty twenty two. Uh
0: it's uh it's it's a tongue twister. It reminds me yeah. of the like uh what to do to die today like da da <laughs> like twenty to twenty to
1: two uh, a little Irish accent came out there. I'm not sure. Why. I think it was like the I vision I want. I want 2022 I vision when somebody asked me, I've got 2020. Wow, well, I got 2022 <laughs> yeah we we were talking about uh 2021
0: or no 2020 is when I became old enough to essentially run for president because oh, you have to be a go. certain age, I think, right And so yeah. we were always going to be like 2020 a new vision for America. like that's great. like' <laughs> that's, that's my campaign slogan. Um but welcome everybody. We're very excited to have you here and we're excited to have a brand new year. This is going to be a show uh where we kind of talk about 2021 in review and the things that we liked uh the books that came out for D&D and various other things. Uh I wrote down a lot of stuff like kickstarters we backed. Um mm-hmm. and uh what were cuz I looked back, we have notes all the way from the very beginning of the show um every episode lucian and i have a shared google document that we throw all of our talking points into and things like that and (laughs) i went back to the first episode of 2021 and it's like here's our like new year's goals which i didn't keep in mind throughout the entire year so that was (laughs) dumb but i didn't hit any of my goals we can talk about those a little bit too Uh, but i guess i'll say first of all like how was christmas for you what was going on? We haven't been here.
1: For Christmas days. was good. Um, yeah. So the only bad thing about Christmas and New Year's at this point, because it just passed, was that there was no real D and um, It was a stall. Everybody hanging out with family. But I felt like Christmas was pretty good. I got a um, couple of hats. So I got a, a little Moon Knight hat, and I got you might recognize that one. If I, uh, oh, Hero Academy. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Hero, Hero Academy. Academy. People love it really? though. I love it um i also got my um book from the mighty car mods youtube channel one of my favorite youtube channels on the internet they're an australian group or dudes that rebuild cars over oh, in australia nice. and their channel is like super big over there and they put out a book of all the cars they've done over there you know their whole span of being on youtube and all the cars they've had and stuff it's really cool um what else i got oh, i got snowblower that's pretty cool that's, Big electric that's good one. <laughs> you need those uh other than that watch a lot of tv watch a lot of netflix stuff watch awesome. a lot of hulu stuff watch a lot of movies venoms and what else did we see and i did um, see venom
0: i saw matrix uh matrix uh, Venom. resurrection it's always an yeah. r word that i can't remember but uh, i feel
1: like i missed spider-man so far i have not oh, to that yet. spider-man was I'm so waiting. good but you had to go to the theaters <laughs> for that one yeah, yeah, I made a special trip. That might trip. be this weekend. It was really good. That was like, oh, so. That was, so that was good. Um, other than that, Steam sale kept me going throughout the couple of weeks that everybody was off D because yeah. if I didn't have that, I'd have been lost for sure. I needed some gaming throughout these last couple of weeks, and uh, so it's been it's been pretty good. I found some cool games. Um, I have one that I'll show you. I think uh, called uh, it's on my desktop here. Heroes Hour that I think you might like a little indie game from. What is it itch.io oh yeah
0: one of those uh well that's not a company that's a place to buy indie games but yeah indie games
1: yeah but indie developer he put a free demo version out that plays four factions and then it has like a total of 10 factions if you want to give him 10 bucks for his game nice and it's a really cool called heroes hour heroes uh, hour i'll show you that after the show looks pretty good sounds good but what about your Christmas? You have a family. I so do. I assume it was super big Christmas present unwrapping day.
0: Uh, It was. We had, well, yeah, we had a, we kind of unwrapped our presents for each other this morning. Oh, okay. Uh, just to like curve the amount of presents that were happening. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of my family showed up and we opened a bunch of presents, but. Um, it was fun. I got uh, I should have worn it today. I don't know what I was thinking, but I got a old school essentials t shirt, and it's got the like ah. guy summoning the demon, and his hands are rising up out. and I just love that art, so I thought that was really fun. And
1: yeah, um, cool. I got a Stuff's
0: couple good. of switch games, and I've been playing mm-hmm. one of them called Wild at Heart, which I really enjoy. That's it's a good got, name. The art style is super. Uh, uh cartoonish and it kind of reminds me of the the way paper mario was i don't know if you ever played paper mario on the n64 where it's it's two-dimensional but three-dimensional um so you're Mm. kind of like a two-dimensional art and you walk around but you're going through this forest and you're trying to find uh supernatural things to help you and and protect the forest And if you go out, it's got a time cycle. And if you go out at night, that's when, like, the super scaries come out. And I'm like, ah! And then you're, like, racing from (laughs) uh, lantern to lantern to try and get back uh,
1: to a home base where you're protected. So is that more like a Zelda game? Maybe like a Zelda-ish? Yeah, it is kind of Zelda-ish.
0: And it kind of combines, like, Pikmin from uh, Nintendo. Because you have these little forest sprites that help you. And mm-hmm. then, uh, so I have this entourage of like 20 sprites behind me. And then I can pick mm-hmm. them up and throw them. And depending on the type of sprite and where you throw them, they can do different things. Like they can break down a wall or they can lift and carry something out of the way. So it's a it's kind of a casual puzzle uh, puzzle game. And you're also collecting resources to rebuild the home base to like protect the forest. Hmm. Really easy to just kind of like, sit on the couch and play and veg and it's fun and there's nothing I and I that's exactly what I wanted for the holidays I was like I don't have to really overcommit to this I kind of just hang out (laughs) so but wild at heart I recommend it I really like it so far and I think it's also on other systems uh it's just what I got on steam it's really good on the steam or uh I was gonna say steam deck that's not wrong the switch there you go (laughs) switch because you do have the steam deck right no steam deck's not released yet Oh, so that's oh, the okay. Steam uh, handheld device. Uh, that's gonna be—I did pre-order it though, because <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> uh, Steam computer fan. So uh, they are gonna start shipping those in February. I'm kind of watching that though. I think it's gonna be really cool. So and then, okay. um, Hola,
1: Nerds in that's the chat, about it. welcome
0: yeah. back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so other other little things here and there. I got a board game called Windward that I need to learn how to. There's uh, a Steam game if it's anything oh, really? like
1: it because it's really cool on Steam. Well, it's, on this, it's a really cool looking board game. So I ship, the ship sails around and
0: yeah, yeah, it's a ship yeah, on yeah, like yeah. a planet. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, check out the Steam game too. You might like that too. It was really fun. That's probably a good way to learn how to play.
0: Um, I wonder
1: how they did it in a board game because I think it was basically in the computer it's like you can't see much, so you're exploring as a ship, but you can only see as much as you you get in the world just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and you can trade, you can, you got to pay attention to the wind so that your ship can. You can yeah. That attack. was the, that's the whole mechanic yeah. is the wind changes every round and you
0: can't go into the wind. Right. So you can go away from the wind as free movement. Mm-hmm. And then you get an extra set of movement to kind of move yourself around the board to collect resources and attack. I don't know. Vicious space whales that you need their resources in order to win. Uh, I haven't played <laughs> it yet, but I was going through the rules, and it looks really fun.
1: If you ever put the board out and set it out, send me a picture because I'd like to see how that looks. Yeah, because the game the game was really cool, but and it's multiplayer, so if you had some friends, you could play Winward multiplayer.
0: I I love it. Um, looking back on episode mm-hmm. one forty five, we were on episode one ninety
1: one. Wait, did your son get any D and D stuff? No. Oh, my God. So, what a horrible dad. Yeah. You didn't give him a dice set? You didn't buy him a Well, he's, a he's hoodie.
0: like, those are like choking hazards right now. <laughs> um, so, no. But those he does play learning. with my dice under supervision. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he loves it because he'll come downstairs and see me and go, dice? Play dice? I'm like, yeah. You didn't no, get him his
1: please. first box set? You did okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you know, when he can read, maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll <laughs> right. up the ante. <laughs> Start out small with like no thank you evil and work our way into yeah. D&D.
1: Just read him the so. DMG at night, you know when he's going to bed. Let it sink in. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: no, I didn't get him anything gaming related. He uh, <laughs> he got so many presents from um, family members, so he's he's well spoiled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to the point of like, because his birthday was in November, and mm. I was like, I don't. I don't feel right about this, but like, I kind of think we should not give him some of these birthday presents that he didn't get time to unwrap. And we'll just mm-hmm. use them again at Christmas. Cause right. like, it was too much. Like he didn't know what to do with all of the stuff that he was given. <laughs> so I'm like, go, go, go play with your pots and pans. You're good.
1: Yeah. We'll rewrap them a couple years down the line. and hand them to him. He'll never know. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. But he got a wagon and a tent and he likes playing in the yeah.
1: tent. Very, very cool all right i was just wondering when the indoctrination was going to happen is really <laughs> what i'm <laughs>
0: um so i uh, we actually don't have a uh, lucian here but i had 2021 personal gaming aspirations in episode 145 which was on january 2nd 2021 and uh mine were playtest my open d6 game run a homebrew game in endegar my world that i was creating and run invisible sun. Um I did a little play testing to the point where I realized I don't like what I was working on so I need to like go back mm-hmm. and fix my open D6 hack. Uh but the other two I did not do and I feel really sad. I was like, "Oh. <laughs> I I really wanted to run invisible sun. So maybe 2022 will be the year for invisible sun for Jordan and I want to uh
1: if I can't do it in
0: if I can't do it in real life, I want to do it online. And the same thing for Endegar. If I can't do it on real life, I should run a D&D game and d game online for some people. And stream it or not. I don't know. Either way. I just kind of... I keep... I like playing at the ta- table, so I constantly am going back and wanting to play at the table. Uh, mm-hmm. But the quality of people that i can play with and the consistency of people i can play with online is much higher <laughs> than than the other way around so not to say that my friends are not like really awesome at the table they are but like their schedules are just all over the place so but what are
1: you what do you want to do yeah, for so that's interesting for um, do you have any new year's resolutions for gaming No, because I did the same thing last year. Like, you you say them and immediately forget them. I think it was like, you know, go to the conventions and and those kinds of things. But it was 2021, so it was still nobody was sure what was going to happen, what wasn't going to happen. We were still in the throes of, you know, that. Um, Get invited. Have the Saturday morning D&D show get invited to D&D Live. That's that's the goal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, I don't even think that they didn't even do a real D&D Live um, yeah it was all virtual with like celebrity hosts and yeah. stuff yeah but i think the, i do know one thing i've been talking about over the last couple of weeks or this month and i know people in the show are probably thinking the one thing i've been saying i've been thinking 2022 might be the year i, I jump into pathfinder a little bit do it um pathfinder i keep looking at the rules i've been and, i've been watching some videos uh pathfinder and the vertical hex crawl go Yeah, second, yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, second edition. Jump into second edition a little bit. Um, I like the artwork. I watched another Dungeon Master who is a Pathfinder 2e Dungeon Master do his one-year review, and he talked about what he liked, what he didn't like, and I thought, okay, you know, it's starting to grow on me, and I've loved the, I got Kingmaker as a free game off of um, uh, the Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store gives out free games almost weekly they give out one free game a week and pathfinder kingmaker came up so i got that one for free i already had uh the new one that they had just put out um which was really good and i was just like i just keep getting into it and i think what i like about it is the amount of different characters you can create so i think that's that's got me any ttrpg where i can the number of characters I could create is above twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. <laughs> you know, so that I'm in. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is, this is what I want to see. So they do point out in my chat big one.
0: there is a great Pathfinder Two
1: Humble Bundle right now, which I think
0: I told yeah. you about. So
1: yes, and I've bought the Pathfinder Humble Bundles before, but I think I what I also mean by getting into it this year it's it's I want to buy start buying some of the books like I do with Dungeons and Dragons, right. so I have them in hand. I got to find a group that's maybe willing to either play or I play in. And the other thing would be um, the thing I'm waiting for is their character creator on Demiplane, which yeah. is the big thing. I'm kind of, I'm hoping it'll be this year that they, re- they release at least the beta version of it so we can get on there and create some 2E characters, know that we're doing it the right way. And I think when I get that confidence then I'm really ready to, to jump in. Yeah. So. so for, uh, oh, what was that company called? Bizo. Um, no, no, no. Demiplane.
0: Uh, Demiplane. So yeah, Demiplane. Demiplane is also, they also got uh, the license to do Modifius games, I think. So I oh, think Alien is really going to be on good. there. And I think, uh, and I don't, again, I'm, I'm not sure it because it's a lot to code a whole thing. But uh, my friend was very excited because Vason is going to be on there. And yeah. uh, Tales but from the Loop and, and all of those lineup. ones, the Free League ones. So, yeah. yeah.
1: They have a great lineup on there. Which would be um, really be cool
0: cuz a lot of those are the same system. So if you yeah. if you code it correctly, you don't have to you know, it doesn't have to change a whole bunch between those other than the skin kind of a thing. Yeah, so. and I'm
1: glad I'm glad if that's a true thing and I'm glad if it continues to go that way where Demiplane is able to acquire licensing rights to multiple games so they're not tied to just a single one like D&D Beyond is tied just to Dungeons and Dragons at this point. Although I guess they're doing their one other game that they're creating, but they haven't done somebody else's game at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the idea that maybe Demiplane is is spanning out and we'll get because if they could get Modiphius, if they could get Monty Cook, if they could get um, they've got you know Paizo. that's the big big three on the block besides your Dungeons and Dragons one really. So that's that's pretty good. Those are pretty big publishers putting out really good games. Um, yeah. I would... I mean, man, that would be really cool if there was a Numenero yeah. one. Except but like an Newman Invisible Era, Sun one to make sure you're doing it right. Because like when you're building a yeah, your character, Invisible Sun.
0: I would like an Invisible Sun um, character creator. Because it's yeah. kind of a complex process. Uh, what is really cool, though, is Monty Cook Games created a website that hmm. has... Uh, it's kind of hidden within the book, and then in order to access it, it tells you to enter a sentence from a specific page on the book. So mm-hmm. they're trying to be like, please have bought the book in order to use this website yeah. um, without doing a lot of user registration. But it is uh, the tarot card flips, so they have the whole tarot, tar- tarot card deck there and a uh, Path of the Sun's board, and you can click it, and it'll animate the card and flip the tarot card and put it on the board and tell you all that stuff. So they're, they're like a little way there. That was very helpful uh, to play. Mm -hmm. And I think he created that to play away from the table because there's this like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a side mission kind of thing where you could literally have tea. I say tea. You could have coffee or something um, with one player. Yep. And then while you guys are talking, they could have a little side mission. And the idea is you bring out your phone and you start tapping the tarot cards to mm-hmm. uh, explain what's happening there. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah.
1: But Yeah, he was trying to do some real innovative stuff with that game. So, I mean, it, it's I really want to see somebody who's really into it. I know James was into it. I wonder if, if we had him on and we could talk about it. Or just uh, another no. person that's deep into it. it. <laughs> no, he does not like Invisible Sun at all. He didn't like Invisible Sun? Oh, every I time
0: I post about okay. it, he's his wife works for Monty Cook. Right? Games. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I post about Invisible Sun, he's just like, I've never, I just don't get that game. I've, ne- I don't understand well, it. I get really his wife tried. On, Have we them get come his wife on and explain on. it. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Answer but, yeah, our she, she didn't, she didn't, or he didn't like it, and yeah. uh, he felt that it was too confusing, and it is. It, it's complicated on purpose. Like he wanted mm-hmm. to try and make a complicated game. So, um, so. Year in review. Do you yeah. do you know all of the books that came out D&D official books for 2021? I heard you, you have the list. I could yeah, go I through do the I notes. put a list up there yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was writing the list and I was just like, "Well, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything." And I got I like da 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 and then I looked it up and I'm like, "Oh, Tasha's was 2020." Like, why do that was the most influential book of 2021 to me, but when I looked at it, I was like, "But I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, it didn't come out." because <laughs> so, that was that was the end of 2020, which is why I think I was using it. The, the first beginning, book, so. let me
1: guess, was the was Matt's book. I thought I thought we started 2021 with um, Critical Role. Uh, I don't think so. Did we? Was that the first? I thought that was the first book. What's your list say?
0: Uh, it says Candlekeep in March.
1: No, that was the first one. I thought so. That doesn't seem right, Chat. Check us out. Uh, I'm pretty
0: sure Candlekeep was the first one, but let us look at
1: Wikipedia because yeah, what be like doesn't a List of books released, right? It's on the internet. It's it's true. Well, <laughs> oh, while is... you're looking that up, yeah, go ahead. I'll stall for you a second. If you didn't get a chance to watch Nicolas Cage in Willie's Wonderland on Netflix. You are doing yourself a disservice. Um, you should watch Nicolas Cage in that movie. It is something to see. <laughs> Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Or Welcome to Willie's Wonderland, or something like that.
0: Um. So yeah, Wild Beyond or uh, Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. That was the first one. That came out March
1: seventeenth, twenty twenty. Oh how did 2021 so i was thinking of the year before then that yes. was the first book and that was when Tasha's, they haven't released so here okay yeah. so we got candle keep in march so this year was candle keep mysteries
0: in march um and then may was van richten's guide and that was the big one uh van richten's guide to ravenhoft <laughs> And sure. then the big, the three that followed were Wild Beyond the Witchlight, Fizzbands, and Strixhaven.
1: Oh, that's a weird year, isn't it?
0: I I don't know why, but I I think they doubled down on. Well, we had one big adventure. Wild Beyond the Witchlight makes sense because they usually do one adventure a year. Candlekeep Mysteries makes sense because it's kind of this early book that they're trying to like, uh, we're gonna push it out and it's gonna be a bunch of little things. Yeah, it's got nice. lots of little parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then the other three. One was a monster book, monster lore book, which is Fizbins. Um, And then Strixhaven is really more of an adventure than a setting guide. As I was reading it, but, it, like, is their
1: Magic but it is their Magic. But it is their Magic Gathering year.
0: setting that they don't do every year. But you know they do because there's only they have been what, recently. I three of them total, like yeah. Theros, Ravnica, Miss, and
1: Ravnica. Yeah, yeah, Ravnica, Theros. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's not like they're putting those out all the time. Um and then but I think I think the really big one was supposed to be Van Richten's Guide and I don't know anyone using that book and I feel bad saying that cuz like everyone loves Ravenloft I think it was a very well done book I liked the idea of all these domains of dread but I don't I don't know anybody really playing it you know Mm-mm. So
1: no they'll just go back and play the original Strahd adventure Yeah Everybody either loves the 5e e version or another version. Yeah, like, yeah they'd they love to... playing that adventure. But I have not heard of a lot of people want to say, okay, now that we have the expanded world, let's go do this thing. I haven't heard yeah. or seen a bunch of games based But on to be that. honest,
0: I haven't seen a lot of people playing Wild Beyond the Witchlight either. And
1: So I'd have to say that's a pretty weak year for them. That's an interesting... Well, what
0: constitutes a solid year for you?
1: Because that's that's
0: six books, or five books.
1: One that stands out more? I guess, yeah. So, one that I constantly I don't go I still go
0: to Tasha's. You but, want like a
1: player's you want a Xanathar and a Tasha. I, I still go to Xanathars constantly. I go to Tasha's constantly. <laughs> I still love a Morticanans or a Volos. Which that's kind of what Fizben's was. Fiz, so. I guess maybe Fizbins would have been the one I would have latched onto, but I didn't get it for some reason. Um uh, I did get Strixhaven. It does have the Dragon it's got new Dragonborn,
0: like Basically, fixed Dragonborn. Um, hmm. And it also has
1: the Draconic Ranger that
0: you were like, the Drake Warden or whatever. So. The Drake
1: Warden is cool. That's one of the characters I do want to play. Um, interesting. That's very interesting that I still feel like it's weak, though. Or do you feel like it's a strong year for them? No. Release wise? But no.
0: I, I would be curious about the sales because Wizards has been doubling their sales every year. Um, yeah. Well, and, everybody buys and, But a lot of these are not necessarily. Uh, like the doubling of sales isn't because of these five books. It's because mm-hmm. they're selling lots and lots of PHBs and Monster Manuals and yeah. And, and of those books, how many would
1: players buy, yeah. and how many are just for the DM yeah. off that list? So you said they released seven. Oh, books. this
0: list, this entire list is Dungeon Masters.
1: Yeah. So yeah. there's not really five dungeon a player, player facing. There are player book there. things
0: in there, but like but I don't know a player. It. I don't know a player that's buying Van Richten's Guide to get all of thing. the
1: content in it yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so. not like they everybody bought tasha's yeah like i feel like it wasn't like, just I mean, dungeon you masters do. you're like yeah, that's yeah, the PHP buy plus one. <laughs> yeah. so yeah you buy a uh, uh, xanathars that's what's missing i guess for me is a, a rule expansion or a class spell expansion book targeted for players more than dungeon masters and that's I think, what i don't see in there yeah
0: spell expansion you say that and i feel like a lot of people thought uh strixhaven was going to be that like a lot yeah, of extra spells and a lot of all this yeah. other stuff no there, there were really only stingy.
1: like there were only like five or six new spells <laughs> yeah so yeah and know. people got mad about one of them <laughs> yeah. or two of them there's like they're still having that argument on twitter right now about the what was it silvery barbs or... yeah silvery barbs yeah they don't like it. They don't like the silvery barbs. Well, I would say, um, I mean, when I say weak, I don't mean I bought a few of them. I still think they're quality books. If you get them, they always have fantastic artwork in them. Um, if you're a dungeon master looking to run any games in some of those settings, you're probably you're like, this was great. I can, you know, I finally can do a Domain of Dread, or I can finally do a Domain of Delight, or I can, I can finally do a, a Feywild adventure that I've been waiting to do if it fits the type of you know Feywild that was in your mind I think that was the other thing is their versions of the books didn't align and it's not their fault I'm just saying it didn't align with what I thought the version of their book would be like what when we said we wanted a Feywild um Shadowfell book I mean we had yeah. this grandiose thought of this epic book of factions and things happening and um and it wasn't that it was like here you get a carnival and you get candy land and you get a couple of other things and it just wasn't it it just turned me off the way they kind of went too whimsical i guess to alice in wonderland i wasn't looking for when i say Faye wild i don't think of alice in wonderland i feel like that's what that book portrays mm-hmm. you know um so i guess that one turned me off a little bit so i don't know uh wizards you got a Bump your game up. I guess, well, you know, they're going to give me Spelljammer next year. So right, this Yeah, year, hypothetically. Right? So, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, confirmed. Lucian says confirmed. <laughs> but then I,
0: I like taking the Sly Flourish approach to this where it's always like we need to examine. We yeah. need to hold wizard books to the same level as some of these third-party books because those third-party books are doing really well and really cool. Yeah. Um, and, What's the
1: list of Cobalt Press's releases? And that
0: was the thing is you should – you can go look that up if you want. But I, I yeah. specifically put Vault of Magic on here by Cobalt Press because that was a book that I have been wanting for such a long time. Not Cobalt Press's version, but, like, a magic item book that yeah. uh, incorporates, like, tables and I can roll randomly and I can find and, – and I don't know. Like, I really liked that book, and it was fun to flip through. I have it on my shelf. I got the PDF that magic item book incorporates the SRD, the system reference document tables Mm -hmm. of magical items from D and D. So when I roll on that, I could be rolling on tables in the dungeon master's guide or on um, the vault of magic. So it just expands the amount of magic items that you could potentially give to your players. Uh, So I think that was a huge, huge hit. And, the Kickstarter for that might have gone up in twenty twenty and they just fulfilled it in twenty twenty one, but that's what I picked it up. So that's why I think of it as a twenty twenty one. Uh it was really cool though. Like I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's gotta Magic. be
1: when you get the book, right? Not necessarily when they started designing it or when they gathered the money for it, I guess. Kickstarter's weird to think of it that way. Um Yeah, because even Monty Cookbooks, we got we got some good 5e content. We got TOLUS. <laughs> from Monty Cook in 2020. Right.
0: oh the uh, hype goblin
1: one. is in uh, yeah. chat. Welcome. Hey, hello. Uh,
0: I am super enjoying all of your silly reels on Instagram, uh, Hype Goblin. <laughs> so those are fun. <laughs> Keep them up. Um, but she asked like, do we think strahd was bad? Not bad, but like a lack of interest because it came out too late after Ravenloft. And I, that's a good question. I don't think the so, remaster, no. not the remaster, just Van Richten's Guide came out too late. Because Van Richten's Guide was not necessarily to play Barovia and Ravenloft. It's if you want to leave Barovia and have another Barovia-like experience, another Ravenloft experience, but without Strahd. So mm-hmm. I, I think that is – but I think the general – I don't know. I'm wondering – maybe it's just the circles I'm in, and maybe some people were really excited about it, but – because um, I know people at my group really wanted to play a Ravenloft adventure, but when we were talking about it, they were like, well, why don't we just play Ravenloft? And I'm like, you're right. I haven't played it. Like, we should just play that. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, maybe we can use some of these, but there aren't a lot of new mechanics except for some subclasses and, like, maybe some fear and insanity stuff. I don't know. So.
1: Mm-hmm. But. um, Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like a Van Richten's was – not one that was necessarily asked for, but they must have had on their two-year list from two years ago. And I feel like if you were to go back from two years from when it's released, I remember there being a lot more conversation about, um, you know, kind of, it'd be cool if we had a Ravenloft. It'd be cool, you know, one of the best adventures ever is Strahd's Adventure. You know, we had a lot more talk of that back in 2019, 2018, I think. But by the time we get to 2021... Yeah, I think that's that's we've gone by and we have new wants and needs or things that we were excited about or they were hinting at or were wondering if we were going to get. Um, and it kind of had passed by a yeah. little bit, I think that that interest. In and I always thought that was a niche one, anyways, because I know there's a lot of people that really liked it and there were people that'll never play it. I never felt like there were people in between with the Curse of Strahd adventure books. Like, they either there was either your group really wanted to play it or. There was no interest at all, you
0: know. Yeah, I don't um, know. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. It's I I, I would but I, I'm trying to think of where I am on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm curious, but you're right, I don't I don't crave the like gothic horror. I, I really like being I don't know, the super fan. I like puns, and I like dumb jokes and things like that. And so it's like, we're going to do a really dark, gritty D&D 5e. That's probably not the game I would run, or probably not the game I would play in, and definitely not a game that I would run. I think I would have a hard time doing that, where I'm like, but I don't know. Like I just want to. I want the bad guy to turn to him and go, "Ah, bats!" and then he turns into a bat and flies away. And they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, isn't that funny?" Like, don't
1: count chocolate games. Yes, count chocolate. You don't want, yeah, Vampire the Masquerade. That's exactly what I want. But that's me. Like, I understand that other people want different things out of their RPGs. Yeah, I think what people were looking for in that is, I always think they want what Vampire the Masquerade kind of has. Yeah. which is all the different clans and all the different fighting and all the different maneuvering that they're doing within the world and in the shadows of the regular world. And you get to play in something like that. But it, but they want D&D rules, which I think they like better than they like, you know, because for well, me, they Vampire Diaries is a more new system, you know. RPing and acting than it is dice rolling in combat. It's like more conversation and, yeah. and less gameplay, right? Whereas we know D and D, you're going to be rolling d20s you're constantly. That's what the whole thing's about. So they want a system that's about you know Van Helsing and battling, you know, the monsters that are out there. And I don't know if we got that. I, I guess we get it with a little bit with that book, but no, I don't. I don't think it really satisfied that too much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a whole huge crowd of people out there but nobody talked about it on twitter a ton nobody was pulling things out of the book and saying oh this one thing was super cool in the book and you know there wasn't huge conversations about it that yeah I saw. no and
0: uh i mean for my perspective <clears throat> i was making a lot of videos up into the release of it because it was like mm-hmm. i'm doubling down on this and i was i was excited for that once it finally came out i made like a couple more and then I kind of just stopped. Mm-hmm. Nobody really said anything. <laughs> yeah. We're all kind of like, okay, I guess he, he has his unfinished Van Richtens or his unfinished uh-huh. Domains of Dread videos. Yeah. Uh, part of that, though, well, I will say that I did get a couple people that were like, "Are you going to start that up again?" So there is interest, uh, mm-hmm. but we'll see. So um, I also want to say Kingdoms and Warfare. The PDF at least came out in 2021. We still don't have the book, um, hmm.
1: but that's good. But. All the Arcadia again, a book stuff. I
0: haven't used, but like, uh, I really like MCDM stuff, and I think yes. the real winner of 2021 is Arcadia, Arcadia, and yeah, MCDM. Eight, yeah, like that first issues. issue came out, it was so good, it was awesome, and we were just like, I think this is what we've always wanted because Matt yeah. just wants to make cool stuff, and he mm-hmm. hires people that also want to make cool stuff, and so mm-hmm. these guys are putting. So much heart and enthusiasm into those articles and art and all that other stuff that it really comes across. I can't wait for the Arcadia like volume one to come out and I can have a <laughs> compilation of all of those in a nice hardback book. Uh, That'd we'll see if cool. they do that. I think they will, but
1: yeah, uh, like an anthology. What do they call those? Like a not an anthology. I thought there was a term for that when they brought them all together, probably is um, um, an like omnibus a, or something like that. And a, or and a, a,
0: MCDM Arcadia Assemble kind of thing. Yes, very cool. Yeah, big Thor's hammer. No, I,
1: I still think Cobalt Press had a strong year. I think oh, yeah. um, I think Paizo's, if you look at their list, had a strong release of product year. I thought Monty Cook had a strong, pretty strong release year. So, um, well, and that goes into Kickstarters where this
0: was the most tabletop Kickstarter oh, year God, yeah. ever. Um, and continue. the most money made from <laughs> tabletop kickstarters with yeah uh avatar airbender airbender, yeah. Yeah. airbender yeah. making yeah. over like 10 million or something crazy yeah. so something, something crazy yeah i don't know lots of stuff it's crazy. Well, we've got a lot
1: to look forward to we've got a lot that's going to be coming up in in 2022 what about what was the rest of 2021 any of our shows stand out any of our any anything to remember from just doing what we do any big moments no i just really liked our our vertical consistency we keep bringing up and talking (laughs) about that so that's kind of fun um
0: i don't go back and listen to these shows i barely get them edited What? what are you talking about this is crazy um yeah no, so. I still
1: that that's Bardic Inspiration was still pretty fun for me. Um, I think we when we started the year with a lot of those. We and, started doing um, the
0: Monster Manual switch up, which was fun. Yeah, uh, and we could Look get back, back to monsters. That yeah, just yeah. like making an adventure from a random
1: monster in the DMGA. Think, show evolution, so. some type of show evolution that we should have at yeah. some point. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good, consistent, solid year. But it was like a year to continue doing what we were doing and not make it seem like. The world was trying to either slow things down or break things up or stop you from doing stuff, and you were just trying to make it seem like everything is normal <laughs> so 2021 was like acting normal even when it was okay not to act normal or you know things aren't normal but I felt that's you know that that's what the the show will look like if you go back and really watch all those episodes and we put out a lot of episodes. What was the number total like if we're on, we're on one ninety was the last one we did and the first one we did was what oh 145 145 so 90 so that's a lot of shows for an internet podcast (laughs) that's pretty good do the math on that yeah 145 would have been 102 would have been the first one I think it's interesting just to go back to and just see some of the things we were thinking. What could they do? Will they do Strixhaven? Will they do Innistrad? Will they do Kaldheim? They did Strixhaven. Hey, look, the sides kicks got revisited. Or you know, are they going to do Shadowfell or Feywild? Are they going to do Planes, Spelljammer, Dark Sun, or Greyhawk for a D&D <laughs> setting? They did sort of Feywild. Uh, you know, when yeah. we were looking at stuff, um, it's just funny to kind of go back to that. Candle Keep Adventures. Yep. And then we started talking about 17 one shots and MCDM's MC Arcadia. We started talking about that like right when it happened. And lots of good stuff in there. Lots of good. There was a lots lot of, of good guests. We had a good, yeah. lot of good guests this year too.
0: No, uh, speaking, I was going to talk about Kickstarters too. And we had WebDM because their Kickstarter launched this year. And we had Celeste mm-hmm. and the Venture Maidens Kickstarter launched this year. Um, oh, we had Lex on. Uh, Lex, he's. Uh, Doing Portland. lots of fun videos with Lex lately. It's been really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so I think it was we a good uh, year, but it, it feels kind yeah. of like an uneventful year in a way, uh, which is weird because there were like more kickstarters and more lots of other stuff happening than any previous year. Uh, but I we were talking about it. You look at those that list of books, and I was I was more excited for Arcadia than I was about a lot of those other things. So, yeah. Um,
1: we had David Somerville on from Plangea. Plangea. We both backed that. Yes.
0: I'm very excited for that. And then Make going sure into go Kickstarters, I'm so excited for some of these Kickstarters because I backed PlanGia and Mothership and mm-hmm. Monty Cook's Plane Breaker. Like, these are so cool. The Herbalist Primer, uh, Tome of Heroes, which has all those character options by Kobold Press. Uh, I did a Forbidden Lands one. Call of Cthulhu should be arriving here like any day. The DCC Dying Earth Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. worlds of web DM uh, <laughs> venture maidens campaign pixels the electronic dice crypt of the devil itch like there's lots of cool stuff you did that a bunch here. should be coming my way in the next year um, but I also I was thinking about it I I stopped running uh, rod of seven parts at the end of 2020 I think no maybe it was 2019 I don't remember but like I haven't ran a lot of games since then because mm. of moving in a new house and a lot of other stuff that happened uh but this dungeon crawl classics game that i'm running now i think is like the first one of 2020 or the that was the first game for 2021 that i started late october you know so it's kind
1: of crazy mm-hmm. we had steven on the show your friend talked to us oh, about yeah. his games and stuff he was playing trying to make sure we didn't nathan was on no we haven't had nathan on yet we keep i think we keep talking about having nathan on he's haven't been we? on once yep was he on once yep. okay clearly I, very was memorable just you for you him? yes <laughs> you were here <laughs> uh, i was here dang it i'm trying to remember uh who else did we have and there's another person i'm trying to think of um i'm going through the list here Ghost mm-hmm. of salt marsh they got a board game right remember that um yep we talked to WebDM. although it could be another year i'm thinking of too oh we had james on we did have james this on, year for right. the first time yeah. yeah we had james on uh nathan no. was on the show
0: march 20th episode yeah. 155 god that's so
1: good because
0: that's when candlekeep mysteries was out
1: and there was a ua yeah. for for folk of the feywild who's our new zealand buddy um other YouTuber came on our show for the first time. Does lore videos just like oh, you? Oh, AJ. You guys, AJ was on. Yeah, this year wasn't it? Yeah, it was this I don't know, year. Maybe. Or was it last year? I think it was this year. We had a lot of guests this year. That's why it's hard to, to remember all of them. Uh, yeah, AJ was one sixty. Yes. Yeah, see, AJ came on, so we got to come back and get some more guests. For the coming year, bring some bring some of the guests back and see what they're up to and what they're doing. Um, those are all the ones I remember now. I think we've named them all now. That was the one I was trying to. AJ was the one I could. I was just going through. Where is it? Where is it? Where's AJ? Uh, I agree, chat. It does feel like 2021 was just an extended
0: 2020. Maybe that's because we were all trapped, trapped yeah. inside. Although, and it people, wasn't a bad year. People went to conventions, and it could have yeah. happened. Like I was, I was looking at it, and I'm like, no, I could have flown to pack some plugged, I really want to, but mm-hmm. um I decided not to, but we'll see we'll see how it evolves again. But I am definitely uh going to try and reserve a hotel and stuff for Gen Con this year. So
1: Yeah. And it felt weird, but like looking back, I'm in a better spot than I was when the year started. You know, things have continued to improve. Um, so it's been a it's been a good year, even though my mind doesn't want to think it was a good year. <laughs> um, so, but what I'm looking forward to 2022. Yeah. What products do you think you want from third party or other for 2022? All of them. I want more cobalt press stuff to give me more classes and things to do. Um, I would like another strong monster manual, fiend folio level monster manual one that becomes classic and iconic, one that's people still talk about 20 years later kind of thing. New um, monsters
0: then instead of rehashed stuff or Yeah,
1: but and new artwork and new yeah, no, no more rehashed. We've done this back in previous like new artwork from new artists that have come up with some really interesting stuff. Given it to writers to write some really interesting things about them and really add to it. And again I think um, that's
0: Kobold Press like if you look yeah, at the Tome be. of Beasts 2 and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um there's a ooze that is a shark in a in a ooze bowl and like the, yes. the the ooze moves and then when it uh, when it absorbs somebody the shark swims around and attacks you. Uh and that's a goofy monster but they have amazing art for it and they yeah. have a great write up for it and the the devil like arch devils uh, that were in Tome of Beast 2, or maybe it was Creature Codex, I don't remember. One of those books were very good and had awesome write ups. And mm-hmm. specifically, there was like a frog that fell into the river Styx that um, became sentient and evil and is now called the Collector and like grabs people and puts them in little boxes and stuff because he's trying to collect all the. I don't know. I was like, that's so good. Yeah. That's a great villain to have. So.
1: I'm looking for um maybe for a lot more of those companies to see how well um airbender did on kickstarter so that some of the other really fun anime um shows that are out there that are super cool and have big you know the pokemons and the Naruto's and the you know everything else that's out there uh you know my hero academia get their own ttrpg button kickstarted and $10 million, $12 million to build it, and then we have those. I am look- I would love to have that. Um, just to have that kind of artwork inside a book, inside of characters that you could play and have a really fun gaming session. I don't know if you're um, a Dark Souls
0: fan, but I was surprised to see that Dark Souls is getting a tabletop RPG.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I've played, Uh, I think I got halfway through the first one, and I know that there's a lot of lore there that's hidden, so maybe mm-hmm. the RPG experience of it will be... Uh, playing the video game doesn't feel very storytelling, which is why I think it's an odd choice for a tabletop mm-hmm. RPG. But maybe it'll maybe it'll work out because there's a lot there that I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I think we're getting into a direction like that where people are just like, I like RPGs, I like Dungeons and Dragons. Now I also want to play Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> and I want you know like they they like these franchises and they want to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that Hasbro is taking their uh, properties like Transformers and Power Rangers, and they're making tabletop those RPGs for coming, those. Yeah. So we could be like 2022, 23 could be like the the huge. You always talk about that Renaissance that's here or yeah. is coming, and yeah. this could be like okay, we're gonna. I don't know. It would saturate be, the market. <laughs> it would be so interesting to uh, if it was a, a kind of a similar system, and you could mash up. You know, G.I. Joe and Transformers Heck yeah, and, all uh, the Hasbro stuff Yeah, yeah cool. Power Rangers all working Together to <laughs> stop Save uh, the universe Dark Souls, I don't know
1: <laughs> Yeah, The Demon Gate from opening, yes, Doom um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that um, There's a computer game out that's coming Tiny Tina's um, They're doing a adventure That she, the premise is She's a dungeon master In the world, but then it, you're actually Playing the video game um, this is a Borderlands off, Yeah, because uh, she did Ed, Tiny Keep. Yeah. yeah. Assault on somebody's keep. And that was like a three hour. It was pretty fun. And it didn't really have a ton of RPG stuff. It was still mostly Borderlands. But this is more of a standalone. And they're going to have a lot more RPG and class elements from RPGs in it then. But she still can be a wizard with a gun kind of thing, too. So it looks pretty funny. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's in, uh, I think it's in February or March that that comes out. In the, That'll be fun. And if you haven't seen the D, trailer D, D for that, it's
0: very self-referential. Self-referen- yeah. And there's a point where you can't go any further because the way it's blocked, and then you hear the DM be like, oh, let me get that. And then a giant hand picks up a that. Cheeto, <laughs> and you're
1: allowed to like move forward. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. They break the fourth wall quite a few times in it. Um, and she's funny. She's a good voice actor. She's been on Critical Role quite a few times, um, that actor. Uh, Amy, is that her name? Um, trying, it starts with a B. Last name is a B. I think Ashley Birch, Uh, Ashley Birch. That's it. She's the voice of tiny Tina does a really good job at it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else am I looking forward to for D and D stuff? Monty cook stuff. I would love to see some new Numenera stuff. I'd love to see if they're going to start on something different that they're doing with their cipher system. um, I'm excited to see what Paizo does with their year. I'm excited for Cobalt Press. I mean, all these people, and Modifius has always put out good... Every year, they put out things that I must have, aliens, and, um, I mean, just all the different tales from the loop and, you know, all the different books I get from them.
0: Forbidden Lands is still a game that i want to run long term like um forbidden lands and i i have bought a couple adventures because i like reading adventures um Mm -hmm. but man it it's just such a good game but i then i'm if i think about all of the games i want to play uh i'm getting back into that well you're gaming like four nights a week and pre-baby that was possible and i was able to be all of the time (laughs) uh but post baby i'm like wow you take up a lot of time and energy
1: (laughs) you should go back (laughs) no it's just life changes so uh gen con again i definitely want to try to make gen con this year 2022 so we'll see hopefully the world
0: will be less fire because I miss, I just miss my friends. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. It was really uh, reinvigorating to see everybody at Gen Con, and then uh, to not go was like, oh, so.
1: oh, yeah. Because it felt like we were gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of. You just had a lot of energy moving forward. Where I, I hadn't had a point this year. That's where you feel like you have a lot of energy and you're ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not been that just that excitement. Um, but maybe if we'd have went to you know unplugged, or maybe if we would have went to gen con, it would have happened because i know ted was out there and um
0: no a lot of people went um yeah, a lot of and, people it, were and still... they were they're trying to make it happen you know and they limited capacity and everyone was masked uh it it's not going to solve this but they were taking the you know the cautionary things because conventions especially for board gamers like gen con is like that's when they sell things, you know? And yeah. so to not yeah. go to Gen Con and not have that is like, well, our profits just took a huge loss this year because mm-hmm. I can't get people to go to a website, but I can be like, people are walking the floor and they're like, oh, what's that? You know, or I'm a retailer and now I want 80 of those in my store. Okay, so.
1: So what do we think we're going to see from Jordan's channel 2022, the Lore Master? You got big plans. You got a big list of stuff you're already working on. I want to go what back. What you hint at?
0: Well, I want to go back to making a video a week for the main channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been so busy and, and uh, balancing the new job and stuff that I haven't uh, been as consistent as I want to be. Um, and... For the other channel, Jordan's Jocular Junction, minimum I want to do a video every other week, covering some other new type of RPG. So, we'll see uh, if that happens. Uh, I can't... I don't know what (laughs) what life will bring. Um, But, as Forgotten Realms... I feel like the sun is setting on the Forgotten Realms, in a way. And I wish Uh, it hadn't,
1: because we didn't get a lot of new stuff. We got a lot of rehashed.
0: Mostly because... There's not new source books for them, so I can only kind of uh, talk about the older stuff. And I do talk about it when it's it's there. But for me to cover, like, this section of the Forgotten Realms, uh, although some of those older videos I could definitely make better, I'm not sure if I would uh, revisit them because it's already kind of been done. So going forward, I I would like to cover uh, more Spelljammer, hopefully, Um, Mm. especially if there's more Spelljammer on the way. Uh, people were talking about doing more of the Domains of Dread and actually, like, finishing that and doing the Domains of Dread, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also, uh, on top of Domains of Dread, there are some... Oh, I lost my train of
1: thought, because we just got a $20 donation from Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yay, Steve. (laughs) We want to do more stuff that Steve likes. Exactly. Steve likes stuff.
0: Um, as far as the Jocular Junction channel, though, I wanted to do uh, some game diaries and just talk about, like, mm. here's the game I'm running and blah, 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 and what I think about it. Um, I've got a new uh, – dungeon... a lot of people want more Dungeon Crawl classic stuff, but it's hard because there's not a lot I can do aside from reviewing very specific um, modules, which I might do. Mm. Uh, so, But I don't know. Just kind of keep the lore train going. Uh, I, I had a, an idea of doing something called TED Talks with Nerd Immersion's TED, where we would argue about things <laughs> that we disagree on. Always uh, take the opposite side of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, I'd be like, "Well, I don't want that. you know. Yeah. So we'll see You're if that wrong. happens. Um, but it was a, it was a good funny. year. I hit a hundred thousand, um, and I think yeah. I just want to make content. Well, I want to make the content that I'm excited about because that's what has always fulfilled me and the reason that I like the channel. I don't want to do videos that people are like oh i don't want to do videos that i am doing because in my mind i'm like well this will sell well or this will get Mm -hmm. a lot of clicks uh if that that is fine if that couples with i'm very excited about it uh but if (laughs) i'm not i'm kind of like i don't know uh but we'll see i don't know there's there's lots of lots to to dig into um and especially if i start doing more Endegar stuff and writing my own lore that could be a lot of fun to explore that path too so
1: yeah, or if you get an actual campaign off the ground of that, where that yeah. leads and some of the stuff that goes on yeah. with that. And then really talking cool.
0: about it and just, like, the thoughts. Because I think yeah. uh, I, I think about the videos that I like to watch. I really do like watching the mindset of other DMs. And I think mm-hmm. what kind of one of the reasons we started this show, too, is yeah. like, oh, I'm not the only one that has that problem. Like, other people <laughs> feel like this when they're DMing games and things like that. And definitely world creation. I'm noticing a lot of... Stuff that I watch, I'm just like, oh, we're all kind of the same, but there isn't really a forum where we all talk and know about these problems, you know? And it's yeah. it's also interesting, the D&D world building and the uh, fiction author, those two worlds really overlap a lot um, in my going out and exploring things. I've been studying magic systems, and it's amazing how many cool blogs and videos I find And then midway through, I'm like, "Oh, this is for like a fantasy novelist." I thought it was you watching Brandon
1: Sanderson stuff. I have been watching Brandon (laughs) Sanderson stuff. (laughs) Somehow, I've been watching that too in the last couple weeks. I'm like, "He's talking about Brandon." (laughs) Yeah, I got a whole video on
0: Brandon that I've been uh, slowly writing and stuff, and I was going to work on. Because great, because he puts his
1: BYU stuff up on his YouTube channel, so you can go and listen to him Mm -hmm. talk about world building and Yep, it's really good stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Brandon Sanderson is
0: one of the authors for, well, he's an author, but he helped finish Prolific. The, Uh not Dragonlance, Wheel, but what was Wheel it? Wheel um, of Time. Wheel of Time series. Which has yeah. just been out on Amazon, which is why he's relevant at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So he's been working on Wheel of Time for a long time, and he has his own, uh, as like a Mi- ghostwriter, I guess, because the author, mist- Robert Jordan, passed away. And I think yeah. a lot of his friends had to like pick up the reins and finish that series,
1: so he was one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, he wrote the last three books. Yeah,
0: there you
1: go. Yeah, so so very good. But he's super smart. He talks about you know fiction quite a bit in his his magic systems. That's how I got into it because I was trying to figure out other cool magic systems for the stuff I was doing for some of the kind of like my side projects and. I saw that same thing. Magic systems. I'm like, oh, let's listen to this. Yeah. It's like, oh, hard magic and soft magic, and I was like, oh, this is really no, and it
0: is really interesting. It's funny to. Well, we're getting it. Not spoilers,
1: but like the whole video. is I was
0: I was taught watching that, and I'm like, I have a I have a huge problem with Harry Potter, where I feel Mm -hmm. like magic solved too many things. And there were no uh, limitations. And then by the end of, of the series of Harry Potter, we had made, like, some loose rules to basically give tension. Like, okay, well, yeah. I want to – and I always go back to a spell that unlocks something. Alohomora. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, Alohomora. Oh, that won't work here because they've guarded against it. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. you wrote yourself into a corner. Uh <laughs> You can do that with magic systems in D&D. You can write yourself into a corner, basically, where all of a sudden you are, like, a creative player. And this is with D&D 5e as well. A creative player can manipulate the spells or the abilities to get an unwanted effect by the DM. (laughs) And this whole idea of creating rules for magic is really interesting because it's like, what is the skeletal foundation to... Uh, build upon so that I don't have these problems where players are just like I outsmarted you DM I know your weakness
1: <laughs> it's Alohomora so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the flying carpet you gave us because once you give them the flying carpet yeah it's over it. it's over <laughs> <laughs> campaign done <laughs> the uh, shenanigans, cool. shenanigans they get up to with that um, so as you can see we have plenty of more to talk about in 2022 for sure um What's the other thing? I just thought of something else. I was like, oh, there's one more thing I wanted to say. Oh,
0: I also, before we leave, I want to start yeah. the D&D book club again. Um, I don't know. Some of you know this, but uh, a while ago, I was trying to do a D&D book club where we were all going to read um, the Avatar series from the Forgotten Realms. And boy, howdy, did I get halfway through that book? And it was awful. And I could <laughs> not finish it. So, uh, if you are on our Discord, there is a book club section uh, towards the bottom of our Discord. And I posted in there, like, how do you guys feel about starting this up? We'll read it for the month of January. And it is uh, Keith Baker's City of Spires, book one of this Eberron uh, trilogy that he wrote. A lot of people say it's really good. I think it could be a lot of fun. So, if you want to read it, there are some links to go pick it up. Uh, The idea is that we'll, we'll read it and then... Sometime at the beginning of February, end of January, I'll host a live Q and A and try to bring on some other people that uh, that I trust to be good on camera and also <laughs> that have uh, read the book and mm-hmm. we'll just answer comments and do like a casual talk. And I I don't know. Uh, I know that there's some other YouTubers that were talking about doing like a D and D book club. Uh, I I. I'm not trying to steal their thunder. I just had this idea a long time ago and it really fits the idea of the lore channel. Uh, I've just never been able to get it off the ground uh, because Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time, but it was actually James who I (laughs) think is really cool. I'm a fan of James. James said uh, that he started reading a book a week and I was like, okay, like uh, I read a lot, but I, I don't know, but he, he, it's such a simple idea. He's like, count the number of pages in the book and divide it by seven. Now, you know how many pages a day you have to read to get through it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so I did that with like, I only have to read like 13 pages a day to get through this book for the month of January. I can totally do that. So, right. Yeah. Uh, you guys should go read city aspires with us.
1: So I definitely, I think I will. I do have. There's also an audiobook for it. You could listen to it. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I could do that. <laughs> one last resolution: we are going to conquer Dungeon of the Mad Mage in 2022. Yes. Hey, look, listen. Siren,
0: Siren! <laughs> it's Happy New Year. I uh, <laughs> I want you to conquer Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and we'll have. We should have you and Danimal, and maybe some of your other friends, and uh, in the campaign, and we'll do like a big, like deep dive. Campaign Something. recap. Yeah. Oh, well, not even yeah. a recap, but just like, let's let's discuss what made this adventure, you know?
1: Because you guys are having a
0: lot of fun with it and I enjoy the stories. So
1: Yeah, you could do what's the one they do with Critical Role where they have the one guy who's not in the campaign, but he asks all the questions of the players and the DM. Mm-hmm. They have their sit down. They have a name for that show, but we could do that. That'd be really fun. That'd be you fun. could be the host. Yeah. Asking yeah. a bunch of questions. That'd be awesome. I love it. So good.
0: Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show and all that stuff. Uh, we have, you know, like some awesome people here today um, and some new faces. And thank you again, Steve, for the donation. That's really nice of you. Uh, thank you again for the members of uh, the Saturday Morning D&D show like Peter and Steve. You guys are awesome. Um, we will be back next week. And I don't know what we'll talk about, but I'm running Dungeon Crawl Classics tomorrow, so I'm very excited to run a game. Uh, and I, I think we'll we'll talk about all that other stuff. You guys are great. Anything else, Lucian? No. Okay. See you guys later. (laughs) See you next time on the Saturday Morning Indie Show. Goodbye!
1: (laughs)